0: Welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Welcome, Natalia, to the Limitless Soul Podcast. So excited you're here today. I just signed up for the money membership, like right while you were going pee. <laughs> <laughs> so I have so many things I want to talk about and pick your brain. And um, yeah, so super happy you're here. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, babe. I'm honored to be here. I cannot (laughs) wait for this.
0: So you're an empowerment coach for women, modern mystic and astrologer, but what, what were you doing before all of this? I know we all have like this origin story and we're talking a little bit about multi-passionate entrepreneurs and creatives and having multiple streams of interest. So where, what, what brought you to this place of, of focusing on money and women and helping us really anchor
1: into our gifts and, um, thrive. I love that. I mean, first and foremost, this was never in the plan. Like I was like, you know, when I first was getting into business, I was 19. I started a jewelry line. I had it for nine years. I don't think I ever made more than $27,000 and that was a good year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had so much resistance to money, as Julietta Bodo calls it financial trauma, um, that business never really went anywhere because my relationship to money, of course, hindsight is 2020. So I didn't know this at the time, but my relationship to money was so damaged and there was so much fear and, I got really into spirituality in my early twenties because I actually had issues with drugs and alcohol, um, pretty, uh, seriously. And not that I suggest this for everyone, but for me, the ticket out of that suffering and those looping patterns was spiritual practice, specifically yoga. And through yoga and meditation is actually ironically how I started to learn about prosperity. And when I started learning about prosperity, I was like, whoa, spirituality and money can be in the same conversation. Like that's incredible. Like, and I was young, but something about that, like lit up my heart and all throughout my twenties, even though I had speaking of being multi-passionate, my old website used to say, kundalini yoga music uh jewelry <laughs> like what the hell was it on this freaking website it was like everything that i did and tarot readings astrology readings like mm-hmm. i mean what the heck and people would always be like you should do one thing you should do one thing and i was like these are all the ways i'm healing these are all the ways that i'm passionate about feeling more peaceful. So you're not going to take that away from me. I'm going to keep doing my, whatever I'm doing. And it's funny how everything will come together because in my later twenties, um, after having all these different jobs, quitting the jewelry, trying my hand at DJing, um, all of the things I just was like, wow, at the root of all of this, has been this conversation between me and women and helping women feel more anchored, spiritually aware, and look at the 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 bigger picture of their problems in the context of the mystical. So for me, it was astrology and tarot. Those were my first two tools. And then as I continued, I'd always been studying about money. I decided at the age of 27, I haven't accomplished this yet, but I decided at the age of 27 going into my Saturn return, I was like, I'm going to literally study how to become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I was broke. Like I had, I could barely keep a hundred to $150 in my bank account. I felt rich if I had $150 in my bank account at that time. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I wanted to all of a sudden start studying how to become a really wealthy human being was a little crazy, but I created a date with myself where every Tuesday for 33 minutes, I love numbers, uh, I would study this book, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And over time, a lot of what he was talking about in the book started to sink in. I attempt just, I want to give some quick context. I attempted to read that book seven times. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a space in your life where you want something, but you're so resistant to things being easier that you just kind of like stop yourself at every turn. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. I think we can all relate to that. Right. That's why I like to mention it because it's not like this was an overnight thing for me or even a a quick process of understanding number one, where I was sabotaging and where I wasn't available for clarity. But in addition to that, like this whole thing of, of being a money mentor. And now I, I like to call myself a spiritual business strategist. I love assisting conscious heart centered women. I mainly work with women. That's usually who's drawn to my kind of work, but I love to see us feeling anchored and grounded in the space of finances and business, because these are neutral tools from my perspective. They reflect the consciousness of the person using them. And you can do anything with a business. You can do anything with money. So the more power and clarity we have rooted there, I just think it's pretty unstoppable um what we can create and not to say these are perfect tools but they are some of the most powerful tools that we have access to at this point in time so that's kind of how this all evolved and and the truth is the last thing I'll I'll add is you know it took me a little while to allow myself to say I'm a money mentor or even saying, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, these things took me a moment because I had to really find myself embodied in the process of being a CEO and building wealth before I felt safe and an in integrity to really start to own this part of my, my mission and my work in, in my business. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that that embodiment and the owning of that mission, you know, like being a money mentor, being a spiritual entrepreneur, because those are pretty big titles, Totally, you know, they, they hold so much energy and to, to really own it without questioning or doubting, making yourself smaller, minimizing, and which, you know, then is blocking the exact thing that you're trying to work with. Do you think that shedding some of those other attachments, maybe that were hobbies or passions at one time of like, you know, walking into a room and be like, I'm a jewelry maker. Mm-hmm. And you're in the back of your mind, like I'm a money mentor or like <laughs> I'm a DJ and, you, you know, like wanting to wear these different parts of us, you know, um, can you speak on that a little bit? I think that so many people who are listening right now are going to be like, I, I'm a hairdresser. I've been a hairdresser for 16 years. And so I'm on the same path of, um, shedding and unfolding instead of walking into a room being like, I'm a hairdresser. I do hair once a week. How am I? I'm not like, that's not who I am
1: anymore.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a part of who I was, but, um, can you speak on that a
1: little bit? I love that. Well, number one, your hair is incredible. So just want to say that. (laughs) It's so gorgeous. (laughs) I attempted to get that with extensions a few years ago. So it's so beautiful. So here's what I would say. Um, So anything that we say after I am is so powerful and there's a couple of directions I want to go with this because the thing that I'm really careful to speak to now, because especially talking about business. So I have a process called four for success. I just want to speak to this real quickly because the reason it's important to mention is that I believe there are three main foundations of of a business journey. There's F1, inner work, healing, self-identity, self-concept, launching, being in the beginning phases of like, who am I? What am I? what am I here to do? There's F2, which is about being like you're in your business. Like you're probably at an F3 with your, with your hairstyling. And then what's your other business? I just want to, so I can create some context with this. Um, that's what I've
0: been figuring out, right? Like figuring (laughs) out how to say that, but because I'm, I'm in this process right now of like, you know, you look at like an Instagram bio and like, um, writing my website copy. And I'm in this process of keep looking at things, keep looking at things. And, um, what I really help people with is to figure out what path they want to take. Isn't that funny? How the thing that we're working on is the thing that we end up teaching.
1: Um, that's how it goes, but that's the best way to do it in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Like I have all these tools. I have been training as a yoga teacher for so many years and did a uh, mentorship and meditation. And I have all this energy healing work and all this business mindset that I learned from being an F3 hairstylist. Mm -hmm. So merging it all together now and figuring out, well, what does that really look like? And that's been, been the process, you know, it's like, I'm an astrologer. No, I'm not really like I use astrology as an integrative tool. I'm not really a yoga teacher. I use yoga as an integrative tool. Mm. So I'm I'm figuring out where all those things are intersecting and how mm. that, you know, like for me, I was drawn to you because you are like really embodied in the financial aspect. Mm. That's not where I live and nor do I want to live. Yes, <laughs> you know, like, yes. like I don't, even though I'm a Capricorn, I'm like, I'm in the third house, I like to communicate. I like to bring people yes. together. I like, I'm, I have a community membership. I teach, mm. I work with the seasons and nature. And I mean, Not it's, this. it's kind of a, a place where I'm at of melding them together. So I am like calling in powerful women into my life to help anchor in these different aspects so that I can yes. feel supportive, supported in, um, growing in that direction confidently. Does that make sense?
1: It makes so much sense. So like basically with, let's say this additional, this new iteration of your mission and your business and how that comes together. Sounds to me like you're in a bit of an F1, F2. And so F2 is like you're putting in the work, you're actually like on the ground in the business. Like what needs to happen to like bring this to life and to keep it going. I always say F2 is the place that many entrepreneurs will find themselves and they're just like, or we'll say solopreneurs. I like to talk to soulful solopreneurs. Those are kind of my peeps, my, my, my babes, but F2 is that place where you find yourself and you're like, I'm working so freaking hard. Like, when does this stop? Mm -hmm. And the reason I like to talk about F2 is because it's a sacred part of the journey. I think the reason I mention this process even is because we can hear someone like me or someone like you talk about their journey on a podcast or on social media. And the reason why understanding the foundation that you're at is so powerful, because some of what I might say today, or some of what you you might see in social media or whatever, it's, you're not ready for it yet. And the keyword is yet. So I always like to say that because I think that some, what can happen with like business, And money advice and um, teachings and trainings is people can get so hard on themselves because they're just like, wait, I'm hearing this and it's boggling my mind, but it's exciting me and I want to do it. But the thing about business, you mentioned the seasons. I look at business and money as an earth, as the earth element. Mm-hmm. So it is all about process. Like think of the seasons for whatever reason, we don't skip from spring to fall. We go from spring through summer to fall. And there's this sacred process of growing your business. There's this sacred process of growing your wealth and your finances. So I want to give this little disclaimer because I want people to remember that there's a sacred process of their growth, of the way that they relate to their business. And I could be talking about an F3 topic, which is hiring automation, scaling, marketing, like high level marketing, but you're at an F1, F2, not you specifically, babe, but like someone is at an F1, F2 and they're just like, wait, I should be doing the automations and then this and then this, but look, you will do that. But is it the exact thing that your business needs at this very, very moment? maybe not. And I like to speak to that because I feel like, I don't know if this happens for you at all, but I feel like I'll hear something. I'm a manny general I'm not as familiar with human design as astrology, but I know that I can get really revved by things. And it's like, wait a second, does that have a context in my business just yet? So back to your question first, Kelly, is that helpful? Because I feel like I love to talk about that first and foremost, because I always like people to trust the sacred process of their business growth mm-hmm. and a lot of what I say instead of feeling like, wait, where does this fit in the process that I'm in?
0: Yeah, I think that's really helpful, really important to look at it as that tier and in honoring each 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 part of the process because. What I really did initially, when I'm trying to like let go, I don't want to be this hair. Like, stop putting me in this box. I want to do these <laughs> other things, you know. Was, and I don't. I wouldn't call it a mistake. Learning experience was going right from that to, you know, running ads and doing all these things. And I didn't really know what it was that I was teaching or trying to say. Um, where do I fit in with all of these things? And so it really kind of has led me back to right now in this moment, I really feel like this is my year to figure it out. And it's really coming together. Um, and in the very last piece is, okay, who, who am I? Okay. I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. I could make a list of all the things I'm good at. How do I want this, um, information to meet people? What is it that I'm actually trying to help them do? And how can I make that more specific? Um, because I could sit on a, you know, in my course or something like that and teach people the importance of aligning their energy with the seasons, but what, what's in it for them? Like, what do you want out of it? I, I have a following of hairdressers, creatives, people who are like, in the more beginning stages of their entrepreneurship journey, who are into spirituality and yoga and the things I talk about. Mm -hmm. So I need to give them something that they can use. I mean, I'm Capricorn. I'm like, how can I use this? How can this be (laughs) practical? Like, how can this be beneficial instead of just more information?
1: Oh, I love that. And I, I love that you have that Capricorn third house. Um, like dichotomy. I actually have that a bit as well, because I'm also a third house son, but I have a cap rising. And so that finding that intersection between practicality and information is such a magical alchemy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't want to, I, I want to answer your first question, but that to me is why I love my main focus with women now is astrology, money, and business. Because when you understand your unique blueprint, which you do, you then see that you can create a financial blueprint, a business blueprint, that's more embodied in who you are and your soul's intention for even you know, I get pretty woo woo, but it's like really like your soul's intention for like, why did you come? Like, why are you here? Cause that's what makes a business fulfilling. That's what makes money fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And getting back to your first question is like, well, if we're wearing, can you actually tell me that one more time? Like multiple hats are kind of being okay with like multi-identity in the entrepreneurial journey. I took us on a loop there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's really something that I'm going through. So it's like, you have all of these passions, you have all of these things you're good at. You can probably list them out. So maybe this is like an F2 sort of thing is what do I do with that information? How do I choose which direction you want to go? I know a lot of people who are listening are probably thinking that like, I really want to, I know that I'm really good at, you know, helping people structure their business or um bringing ideas in and, and funneling funneling them into something but what about but i've been a energy healer this whole time i don't want to leave behind those clients and not support them i feel like i'm abandoning them mm-hmm. so when you start to like put yourself in all these different facets it's good because you're learning so much in different areas but then having to let some of it go so that something it's like taking it, what what irons do i need to take out of the oven so that one mm-hmm. can actually
1: get heated up so I can use it. Oh, I love that. I mean, well, here's the thing. And sometimes I joke, I have a little joke with my women. I'm like, you guys know, I repeat myself so that you'll, you'll hear me at one of the repetitions, but like the sacred process is so powerful because getting to know who you are and creating a business out of understanding yourself is to me, everything. Like, I love how you said, like, you're so embodied in this. And it's because I've moved through a sacred process Mm -hmm. to reach this part of my heart. But truth be told, I was terrified. And I, here's the thing. I wish, I wish I could say there's like one magic Mm -hmm. antidote to be like, which is, which are the irons to take out and which are the irons to take in to put in, I say first things first is like, what can I cuss by the way?
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: What (laughs) lights you the fuck up? Like, like literally, I know that can be such a cliche question, but really what, what excites you? And the only antidote to that is sometimes I feel like I'll be like, what lights you up? What are you excited? But I'll be like, also, no, there's going to be processes and points in your business where you're not lit up and you're not excited, but Is the end goal and the end result, do you see it as like, I wanna live not only a a life that fills me up, but I wanna live in a service or a product that literally makes other people have a better life. Mm -hmm. And I think when that's the focus, it's like, what lights me up? And then what actually, as you already said, what helps people live better? Those have been the questions that I've asked myself. But the thing is, I just asked myself first, like, what do I love? Like what, when I think about it has been the biggest helping hand to me throughout my journey. And that's why I've been okay with the evolution. And even in moments being like, who, the, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Cause I'm just like, the reason I've never like stopped is because I'm like, well, my relationship, my basic relationship with me is so solid. So I'm just like, what's your process, Natalia? What are you healing? What are you moving through? What tools have helped you? And then it's just naturally a Evolved into a business structure. Mm. I also happen to feel like business gets to be creative. I know you're a mom. I haven't done that journey yet. I have a fur baby, mm-hmm. but I can, I always say this to my women who are mothers. I'm like, you've been through the birth process. Tell me that that's a planned, organized, easy, simple, breezy thing with no like curveballs.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably
1: not. (laughs) Exactly. And so the truth is business in its way is creative and the creativity that we get to explore. It's oftentimes very non-linear. And some people, especially my caps or my Virgos or my Virgo risings are like, shut up. We don't want to hear it. But it's like, it's, it really is, like I said, the sacred process of self exploration and being creative. I think the, the, it's a little sad that the word creativity has been like hijacked only for like art or, or, or painting a picture or something like this. It's like Everything in so many different facets of life is a creative act. So where do you want to be creative with the process of self-discovery and where do you want to be creative with the process of turning what you discover into an offer that can help someone live a better life? Mm-hmm. That'd be my best way to succinct that and give a little guidance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of letting go. Just like, <laughs> totally. oh, let let it just let it fall away. Let it go, put it out there. Um, so from your, your natal chart and like studying your own self, cause as astrologers, that's what we do study yourself yeah. first. Best. What, um, what was the hardest lesson that you had to learn from your natal chart to really help you, you know, trust yourself more, listen to your intuition more, take bigger risks and really go for what you wanted? What was it? A, was it something you expected? <laughs> and B, was it obvious or was it like hidden?
1: Oh my God, that is like the best question I've ever gotten. So, the first thing that comes to my mind is so I actually have an aspect in my chart called Venus square Saturn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, many, many years ago, I used to work in a jewelry store. And the guy that managed it, he never wanted to work on Sundays. So I worked in this jewelry store on third street in West Hollywood, um, by myself on Sundays, and it was pretty slow. So I just studied and I'd study my chart and I would get to know, like I usually was having terrible experiences in relationships. So that always brought me back to my needle chart. Mm-hmm. And one day I discovered aspects. I'd never paid attention to them I was always a little more like basic in my approach. And one day I was looking around and I was like, I'm going to see what's going on with my Venus because Venus and I, this is actually something we teach in like our prosperity reports. Your Venus is how you can magnetize prosperity, create your offers. It's your basic relationship to money. Um, also has to do with love and, um, our magnetic embodiment things like this. And so I was like I'm going to look at what's aspecting my Venus because I feel like freaking terrible with money and men. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and so I was like I'm going to look and see what's aspecting my Venus. And then I saw a square and I was like okay, well square the square is red. That looks like a red flashing light at me. And then I saw it was square to Saturn. And I was like, oh, shoot. I know about Saturn. I'm in my Saturn return. I'm like, what does this mean? And so here's the thing, aspects in the chart, especially squares or oppositions or challenging conjunctions, they're never there to tear us apart. They're literally there. I always like to say stuck points are guideposts. So I was terrible with money and romantic relationships for many years, many, many years. And when I saw that square and I and I remembered, okay, what is Saturn about? Saturn is about discipline. Saturn is about karmic energy. Saturn is about how I can relate to something in a grounded, powerful, realistic way. And the truth is when everything came online for me, two things happened. I started saying no a lot more. Saturn's about having healthy boundaries. I started saying no to dum-dums. I lived in LA. I mean, God, dating in LA for 10 years and trying to like be whatever I was being with the DJ, the entrepreneurs, it was a whole lot of wildness. But through every single experience, I got to know more of my yes and more of my no. And the way that that relates to money and business is that very simply... It wasn't until I learned money management that I made my first five figures and then scaled my business. And I've scaled my business ever since it was that little key in there that at first looked like, oh, wow, I'm never going to be okay. That was my old disempowered thinking. Oh, Venus square Saturn. That looks terrible. Uh Oh, but then as I kept going with it, I'm like, well, what does Saturn represent? Discipline. Mm-hmm. What does Saturn represent? boundaries, freaking saying no. And sometimes saying no, it's not just no to a date or no to like a hookup. It's no to yourself. It's like having that wasn't like nothing really ever started to come together for me until I started saying no's that were rooted in deep self-worth. And I had to learn a tool. And for me, the tool was money management. That's why I'm obsessed with teaching financial empowerment to women, Mm -hmm. because I know that we are creative forces. And yet when we don't have a grounded, structured Saturnian type relationship, we can still have pleasure with money. That's important. But if we don't have a Saturnian type relationship to honor the rules of money, it will elude us because it's two sides of the same coin. So I hope that that story contributes. That's such an amazing question, but that was a big thing was discovering that aspect and slowly growing into it. And I'd say if there's one other thing, um, I just love the nodes. Um, my North node is in the third house in Aries. My South node is in the ninth house in Libra. And I have Aries Libra nodes too. You do? Yeah, are north, you like North node Aries? South are you an node 87 Libra. baby? Yep. Yep. Nice. We're fire rabbits. I think you're a fire (laughs) rabbit. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that so much. I love being born that year. Like we were born the year of the harmonic convergence.
0: Yeah. I had this uh, mystic tell me, she was like, you're an indigo child. And she was like really on a roll about how we're going to change the world. And I was like, ah,
1: Okay. You're like, thank you. Were you in Sedona by chance? I feel like every time I'm in Sedona, I get a crazy download like that from someone.
0: I, but I was at this really powerful portal. I live in Michigan. So it's up in the Lelanau Peninsula on Lake Michigan. And I was doing mushrooms with my girlfriends on the lake (laughs) by a lighthouse. And I'm pretty like, I'm still not certain that this woman was real. You know, she was like one of those master teachers. She lived in like an old farmhouse that was falling apart in the woods. And we were, oh God, the next morning it was raining and we're like driving. And there was this huge painted sign on a piece of plywood that had the astrology wheel. And it said tarot readings. And we were like, should we? And so <laughs> we like pull in and um, call this lady and she's like, well, it's raining. I don't think I can do it. And we're like, well, can you really, but please. <laughs> We don't have anything to do. We're camping. And, um, so she like comes out on this old rickety porch. We spent like seven hours with her and she's just like channeling. And she told us all these stories. She'd been around the world. She studied the 21, uh, dances of Tara and India and like just all this crazy stuff.
1: Anyway, I love her. I every time as you're speaking, I have yeah. very big chills.
0: Yeah. Her name was Maria Elena. And so since then, this was like two years ago, we've been trying to call her. She gave me, she wrote down in like this, you know, she's like 70 in this handwriting, the, t- the, this golden age, something of how I was supposed to help humanity in this new structure. Cause I told her I was stressed out about money and like creating a business that was rooted in something that didn't align with my soul, which is part of the reason. Oh my God, this is weird, Natalia. I'm kind of freaking out. Um, I have to find that paper.
1: Please find it, Um, send it to me. I want to see.
0: So yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with this. I don't even remember what I was saying. Cause she totally is a weird part of my life, but, um, Yeah. She gave me this little piece of paper and basically she said that we are supposed to be moving into these smaller communities of people that we've been giving too much, trying to make this global concept of giving a, you know, it, it's like, it's like the concept of like a big grocery store, like a co- you know, these big, big serving things where it's serving everybody. It's like, we need to, to, Disassociate from that and create these smaller things where you only serve this group of people. Gets this kind of like oh how our, us entrepreneurs oh are creating things where we're serving just smaller group of people. It's like I'm freaking out. Yeah. Anyway, all the time. Yeah, she said that's the secret to like this new earth,
1: babe don't know where okay. that came from. We but. just have to have a moment of silence for Maria Elena. So basically something I, that was a, just a big realization that helped. Cause I'm sure you're empathic. I can imagine many babes tuning into your show probably feel, I don't know if they align with the idea of being empaths or just deeply oh, yeah. empathetic or sensitive, but something that came through real strong for me over the last few years was like, We were never meant to solve every single thing, but we can impact what I like to call our corner of the universe. Mm -hmm. And if everyone is doing that, what can't we heal and solve? And I think sometimes what can happen with empaths or highly sensitive people is we feel so much and either it totally disembodies us or We take on that warriorship energy of just like, I've got to solve and heal everything. And we get burned out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So that middle path to me is like, who am I here to uniquely serve? So what you're saying that she told you is been something that's really healed my heart because instead of thinking like, wow, there's so much wrong and I have to attempt while I'm here in these short lifetimes to do as much as possible. It's like, of course I w- we will, I will, you will, this community will, but just know that the things that light up your heart, like what we were talking about, those are the things you're meant to serve around. And that brings me so much peace because I think the overwhelm um, that can come with like, well, what's my purpose what am I here to do? How can I turn this into a business? How can I make money so I can give to things I care about? It's like, the truth is like, Number one, you will get there. You got to stay on the path, but you gotta start trusting what lights up your heart. And sometimes just because it lights you up doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. It's actually very rarely means that that it's gonna be met with tons of ease. Maybe it will be easeful. But if you're met with resistance, the only thing that like just hits me sometimes is when I have my women be like, well, it seems like the universe is saying no, or it seems like this is it. And I'm just like, does it light up your heart? Is it a fuck yes for you? What? Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Keep going. Like, don't stop because there are so many moments. I even had a massive thing go on this last week in my business and in my life. And I was like, if I didn't know why I was doing all of this, it would be really enticing to stop, Yeah, but I know why I'm doing it. Oof. And so why are we doing it? And I think when we know why we're more, um, surrendered as you were talking about to like the twists and turns and the uncertainties and the triumphs because receiving what feels triumphant and successful is, can be hard, especially when we're really rewriting a whole new paradigm right now. And it's. I wouldn't say it's, it's easy. We don't really have a rule book for any of this. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's a powerful time, powerful time. I love that Maria Elena came through in this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. She comes up at random times and it's so funny. I cannot get back a hold of her. She just like, poof,
1: you know, yep. that's how she they went do. back into the, to the sixth dimension. We're, yeah. we're We'll see you later. Wow, yeah. babe.
0: But she did say that 87 babies, um, mm. indigo children, and, and that that's what we're here to do. And I think that's why a lot of us carry a lot of like strife and come and in, go into these bouts of depression and get into these bouts of, um, you know, numbing out and stuff, especially millennials, like
1: yes. where
0: we can feel it. And we've, we've seen it. Like we had the nineties. It was great. it was fun. Like it was, it was like a whole different vibe. And then now we're we have this and we're like, Whoa, but we can't go backwards. So we're like trying to constantly figure out how do we go forwards without, um, perpetuating things that we know we don't want. And so it's a lot of, it's a lot of like thinking, like a lot of it's, it's like Mercury meets Saturn and they're on a date (laughs) and it's just like, how can I bring these ideas and put them into something new. How can I create something oh. new? Um, and really, uh, bring it out to the world. And, you know, that's probably, I should probably figure out how to write that in some sort of way. Cause I feel like that's what I do is I, I channel information. I bring it in. It's it's, it's my Capricorn in the third house. It's like, I bring in information yes. and then, um, you know, funnel it into some sort of structure, bringing the unseen into the scene and, I I really think that that's where we're heading and everything you just said about like finding what it is that lights you up, finding, you know, what is the why behind it and everything else has kind of got to just tune out in the background and focus. Like you said, distraction. I think maybe we can circle back there to end. This is like the distractions that we experience are, are probably there for a reason too. Like, is It's tantalizing to get distracted and there's so much of it. Hmm. Um, so what is the main thing that you do to stay focused on this mission? Because like you said, you're scaling, you're growing, you're in a growth phase. You're not like, oh, I'm, I'm here. It's like, okay, what next and how can I expand? And um, as you get bigger, the more and more distractions there are, like you said, oh, if I didn't know what my why is, I just want to quit. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, so what's keeping you anchored on the focus, um, instead of getting distracted and like, you know, focusing on other, other people, they don't have to do this. And how come I, I, don't know, I have to do this? And, uh.
1: I totally have those moments sometimes. I'm like, man, just to be like, kind of checked out. I'm like, what would that be like? I mean, not to mm-hmm. glamorize that, but it's like. I just know my soul didn't come here for that. I tried that and it didn't work. (laughs) I almost died like, cause I got so wanting to be checked out that that was what really led to addiction. And, but at the same time, ironically, that chapter of my life also led to me really discovering that I, there's so much more to me Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: much more to life. And so when it comes to like distraction and maybe wanting to quit because the mountain before you seems really big, you know, I am not, I wasn't raised with religion. Um, my family is by my mom's side by heritage is like Ukrainian Jews. My dad has no religion. Um, and so I was raised in kind of like an open-minded space around like Belief systems, things like this. But something I started to discover recently is prayer, and not prayer by any kind of religious standpoint, but just like talking to the universe, talking to a creative force, whatever you want to name that force. And I want to tell you a quick story. I had a night recently where I was like, God, I'm like, if you don't send me some kind of sign that I'm supposed to continue on with my path, because it is, it is hard. It, there are moments where this is, it's hard because fear comes up and you want to keep doing what you're doing, but you have fear, you have fear of being hated. You have fear of losing everything. You have fear of not doing it right. You have fear of failing So there's things that like, I always like to say, our dreams are responsibility because who you must become to handle and hold the container of your dreams in a way that not only benefits you, but benefits others is a massive responsibility. And when I say responsibility, I mean, responsibility, like holding more energy for yourself and for other people. And I had this conversation with God and I was like, listen, I don't, sometimes I don't know if I'm on the right path or I actually should be doing all of this. So you need to let me know. And that's real. Like people I think can see me sometimes and think, make whatever assumptions they have, whether they're super lovely or super not lovely. But at the end of the day, I am a human being and I am going through all of the same emotional uh like ups and downs as anyone else. and I think we need to stop with like people we see on social media, or people we see on this podcast and think somehow because they've attained a certain level of whatever it might be that they're immune to these things. No, that's couldn't be farther from the truth. I have these nights, these moments where I talk to God I'm like, give me a sign why am I here? What am I here to do? And almost every single time, and I kid you not, I will be out somewhere the next day and someone will look at me and they'll say, are you Natalia Benson? And they'll say this, this, this. I had someone the other day who knew that I was ninth child. Nobody knows ninth child. Ninth child is my DJ moniker. Like Very few people know that. And this girl, I'm sitting down and she goes, are you ninth track?" And I just, and I literally know that's God's way of just giving me like a little nudge and being like, I am very real. <laughs> Trust me. So my invitation, when you get distracted or you want to jump off the path, can you talk to something beyond your own mind and ask for help mm. and ask for guidance that, The reason why success, and I say it in air quotes, because I believe success is self-defined, but the reason why my version of success eluded me for my entire twenties was because I wasn't coming to it from the right space. And by the right space, I mean, it was coming purely from my mind and from my ego. Your mind is a tool. Your ego isn't a tool. It's important, but it's a tool for the spirit. And remember that when you, that's why I've said a couple of times, what lights you up because the light like that you feel in your heart in your chest and your body, and maybe you've lost connection to that. So maybe it's time to explore what does that even feel like? And how do I trust that? But I promise that question and that earnest exploration is worth it because if there's one thing I can say about moving away from distraction and trusting the whole path and trusting your why it's that when you listen to that, that little feeling, that's your greatest life. That's your greatest fulfillment. It's your greatest success, your greatest impact, but it will not always be the easy answer. And that is the irony. I think of just spiritual beings, having a human experience. So I hope that that's helpful because I know that that's been something that's taken me such a long time to figure out. And the more I lean in and trust while also taking action and staying committed to my life and committed to helping others live better lives, everything just keeps unfolding one step at a time.
0: That's beautiful. So simple wow. yet. So needed as like a constant reminder, right? For it's real. like our ego is like, I got this. I can do
1: everything myself. <laughs> and it's like, no,
0: ask for some help.
1: <laughs> ask for some help. Who, yeah. who, we, we've, we've lost that connection of like remembering that there, we do live in a spiritual universe. We do live in a energetic existence. And there's so much more beyond the logic. Mm -hmm. And that's an exciting, good thing.
0: Yeah. Very exciting. I feel like we are (laughs) living
1: a very like paralleled kind of like universe, but it's that 87. And then my, your son might be near my ascendant or something. So we're probably, we've got something going on there. I spent all my twenties. Like I
0: had all these dreams, all these goals and I did all of them, but they were all for my ego like I was yeah. co-headlining shows for like top designers at New York Fashion Week and like being mm. featured in magazines, all this stuff. It was so great. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. And I was like,
1: I am dead. I, feel this, I know, babe. That's <laughs> that's actually how electronic music was for me. It's like, I thought that DJing and playing these massive festivals and opening for these massive artists, I thought like, of course I had fun and it was a way that I expressed beauty and energy and all the things that are important to me. But I remember when I decided it was time to stop, which was the best decision I could have made. I got off stage playing the biggest show I'd ever played the biggest venue I'd ever played. And I felt like I died and Mm -hmm. I felt empty and I was like, this is not going to take you where you want to go. And that was a hard decision. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have those moments where it's like, (sighs) wow. who am I going to listen in? Who am I listening to? Yeah. The logic rooted in fear or the heart, which feels challenging, but it's really rooted in love Mm -hmm. and where I can go.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Nadine Artemis told me once, um, she's the founder of living libations.
1: Oh, I love living libations.
0: Incredible. She's an incredible woman. I mean, (sighs) fascinating. And she's, I said, what's the biggest advice you could give all of us aspiring entrepreneurs and creatives, as she Mm -hmm. said, don't make the thing that's you're most passionate about. And that lights you up the most, um, creatively don't make it your business Mm -hmm. unless you want to, I, I don't remember how she said it, but basically like, like you said, like DJing so much fun, you know, speaking on stages and doing hair at like New York fashion week, you don't get paid. It's like, you know, it's not, it was fulfilling to me. It was fun. But at the end of the day, it's like, why can't that just be fun? Why Mm. can't that just be a hobby? Why can't that just be something, you know, I do, I play singing bowls and do all these, like I play ukulele and stuff. I don't need to make that my job. (laughs) Like like I don't, that doesn't need to be our, our job, which I think is a great Mm. way to end this is um, you know, figuring out those paths and deciding it is like: can you let some things just be a hobby and not try to make everything your business?
1: Oh my god, that's huge! I love this combo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to dive into. It's W M W M M. What does that stand for?
1: M W M M. So it's magical women and money membership. So it's, it's essentially a money and business empowerment membership. And we're all about financial and business education that feels soulful, fun, and accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, I could never find people to teach money tools and business tools in a way that like made sense to my heart and like my body. So that's what this is. It's, I'm so excited. You just joined. Yeah. It makes me so happy.
0: I'm, I'm really excited. I watched your, your training video in my inbox and everything. And I'm looking at all of your, you know, funnels of where to allocate your money and stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> oh, if I'm cringing, looking at it, I think I need it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's such a fucking good sign. Like, I feel. Like- I don't
0: want to watch this anymore. I love you. I don't love you. I hate you. I, I love, love you. you.
1: I feel like people tell me that they're like Natalia, like. I literally have watched you do this for the last six months and I'm finally joining because I'm in the same freaking place. And now, and that uh, the systems, like, I never thought I'd be someone who taught systems and they're so fun and they're so healing. And the main system I teach is money management and you're going to love it. And we're going to have a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I love systems. I I love teaching systems. I love being in a system, but when I find something that I'm (laughs) avoiding, I'm like, I don't have an answer for this one. And like, I would never invite to have an invitation for someone to come learn about money from me. Like (laughs) I could teach you how to make it, but I'm not going to teach you how to save it and be prosperous with it.
1: it. No, this, and this is going to like you anchoring and rooting in this part of your life is going to exponentially expand everything that you do.
0: Yeah. I'm excited it's the missing link. And I'm glad I listened. I I was like really open, you know, asking for a sign. What do I need? I've got support in so many different aspects. And I'm like, I've been turned off by so many people who talk about money. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing and, you know, keep, keep showing up for it because there are people like us out here who are like, Oh,
1: uh, it means so much. It's the, like the oh it's half of what you just said is literally like confirmation for me in so yeah. many ways. Cause I think, you know, this, like you can be putting yourself out there and it can be like, you're yelling into like an echo chamber sometimes. Mm-hmm. So especially having an online business. So then when you get to hear like how things are landing, how it's making someone's life better, what breakthrough comes. Yeah. My, no. The best.
0: Your, your marketing strategy is beautiful. you <laughs> your, um, your yeah. ads that you served were perfect and not too much. Like you did a really oh, great job. It was really good. God, I was like such a nerd. I look, like, I
1: love it. You're nerding kind of out stuff. with me. It's the best. I was, I was like, is okay. that, is that how you found me through an ad?
0: Yeah. But also I, I work with Krista Ritma and I've worked with her for <laughs> yes. like three years. Um, we've worked yes. together in different capacities. Yeah. And so I knew she was really excited. She was working with you at one point. And so then I think I started following you and then I started to get your, um, your information, your ads and your, you know, kind of see what's going on. And I just had a lot of resistance. So I was like, I'm really into her and I really like what she's doing, but I'm like feeling like I'm not ready. And I think it's because I am ready that I am not allowing myself to, to actually take the dive. And then, um, when are. I was, when I was getting ready for this podcast, when I was, I was going like, pee
1: and you were just <laughs> <was> like, like <laughs> waiting for me. You're like, let's yeah. go.
0: I was like, I'm <laughs> going to download all of her free stuff. And I'm going to just get in her, in her funnels. And I'm just going to see like what, what this is about. And does it feel good to me? And, um, it did, oh. which is so amazing because being an online business, I know, like if you get in somebody's funnel and stuff and it feels wonky yucky, and off, yucky, you're like, tunkey. "You're you're out you're out. Totally babe. So God, I love it. This is the I feel really inspired I, by it too, because I've been working uh, on all my, my, all my things. I got all this new stuff coming. This has been my season of like rebirth, <laughs> my fucking, my, um, what do I have? My Scorpio, um, rising. Pluto? I have Pluto directly Scorpio rising? my Scorpio rising. Okay. So my Pluto is directly conjunct my Scorpio rising fucking <sighs> death and rebirth. So Boo. it's like you can't even throw up before you're like starting another one, no and um,
1: that's so fucking powerful. I always say for babes with Pluto, or I'm sorry, with Scorpio rising because Pluto rules your chart, yep. or you're like double Pluto. That is like the deepest power.
0: Yeah, oh it's it's pretty goodness. intense. My life is an intense roller coaster, but somebody told me which was, was really affirming and made me feel really good was that Ram Das had his Pluto on d- directly conjunct his rising. And I was like, that "Doesn't surprise you know me what? A bit. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. And she said, yeah, he, he had talked about it in one of his talks about how his, his um, part of his life was uh, the death and rebirth cycle. Constantly, you're going to live many lifetimes in one lifetime. And I really feel that. And for it to be Scorpio, like, you know, Pluto rules Scorpio. So it's just like, so intense, but mm. it's, it's really motivating. You know,
1: it's honestly like, I feel like you and I keep talking forever. This is our third house Sun. We're like, yes. And then keep going. I'm like, and okay, we're, gonna go in I'm like we're wrapping <laughs> this
0: up and <laughs> All I
1: right. can, I will stop right now. Cause yeah. we, we'll just have to meet again because I'm like, next we're going to talk about nodes. We're going to talk about the rulers. I mean, yeah, it's a Pandora's box yeah. of
0: magic. I should definitely have you back on and we can do something maybe more astrology based or something, but th- <laughs> this was really fun talking about money and, 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 um, pathways and discovering so your purpose. So thank you so much. Thank you, babe.